The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to the Ewan Grant Podcast and welcome to everyone joining me on the Listener app. Love Sir Coasters, in today's podcast, it's National Reconciliation Week. So I get to catch up with Annie Michelle, Jacqueline Furrer, Bowen Dick Elder to talk all about Reconciliation Week what it means to us. Jade Hill is going to drop by from SAPO. We're going to talk about some drink drivers over the weekend. We're going to talk extreme speed, not only in the Limestone Coast, but across the state. And we'll touch on Reconciliation Week as well. And with the cold weather that we are going to see this week in the Limestone Coast and the cost of living pressures that we are all under at the moment, I'm going to catch up with Jason Wallace from AC Care. And he and I are going to have a chat. At the moment, National Reconciliation Week is taking place. And, uh, well, I wanted to talk to somebody about National Reconciliation Week, what it means to the traditional owners of our land, why we should all get involved with National Reconciliation Week. And the lady that I have got on the line is Arnie Michelle, Jacqueline Fur. Arnie Michelle, good morning. Good morning. Or I should say Mata Karu. Arnie Michelle, why is... National Reconciliation Week important not only for Indigenous communities but for all Australians? Look, it, it happens every year, as you know, and it's it's a time when all Australians um, can share in learning um, about our culture, about what happened, our histories, um, our achievements, and to explore how each of us um, can contribute to reconciliation. And that's just the coming together of white people, all other nations, and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Aunty Michelle, what does National Reconciliation Week mean to you as part of the, the Buendik community? Look, for the Buendik community, it's, um, it, it's an important time. They, um, the council, Country Arts, they put on uh, the Noongar Film Festival, which was on last night, which um, showcases some of the little snips and clips of um, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people around Australia. So it's a time to get together, a time to reflect, because yesterday was the start of, um, well, it was actually National Sorry Day. So that was the day of the Nunga um, Film Festival. And then that follows on to Reconciliation Week, which then you give it a few weeks and it follows on to um, NAIDOC Week. So Reconciliation Week is just, again, giving um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people a chance to reflect, uh, to remember the stolen generation, um, to reflect on the government saying sorry, and then thinking of all the things that are happening um, around Australia to um, just have that reconciliation and an acknowledgement that the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island people are important to Australians. Aunty Michelle, there are obviously a whole group of people in the Limestone Coast or a number of people in the Limestone Coast who would like to know more about the Aboriginal history and, and traditions of our region. Is there a way that they are able to do that? Now, um, yesterday I received the reconciliation uh, week of what's happening uh, with council and there's quite a few things going on, AC Care, um, the Riddock Arts and Cultural Centre, they've got quite a few things running, some films, they've got the Mount Gambier uh, Story Time, which is open to schools, so a lot of the people could go to that, to homeschoolers. Um, I'm doing um, a, a dreaming story about Boogie, 
which is um, one of our new, um, we were named, but that's the Cave Gardens. Uh, Uncle Ken Jones is taking a bus trip around. We've got uh, Burundis and a few other people doing um, things on our culture and Uncle Doug. So lots of people doing things. We've got Artie Val and the Smith girls doing weaving. And Arnie Michelle, there really is some great stuff going on with the uh, the Mangambia Library and the Riddock Arts and Cultural Centre. Arnie Michelle, it's been great to talk to you on the radio this morning. Have a wonderful National Reconciliation Week, and uh, thank you for joining us to talk about it on the radio this morning. No worries. Thank you very much. Woo woo and do do. Boondick Elder Arnie Michelle Jacqueline Fur talking to us about Reconciliation Week. Now, kids have the chance to get involved with a whole heap of Reconciliation Week activities taking place with the help of the Mount Gambier Public Library and, of course, the Riddock Art and Cultural Centre. If you'd like to give the kids something to do in this weather that we are having this week. Now, it's time to talk policing and catching up with Jade Hill from Saypole. Jade, g'day. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? Yeah, good. Hey, Jade, there's been lots of talk uh, across the state about extreme speeders at the moment, and we're not immune here in the Limestone Coast. No, absolutely not. So since extreme speed legislation came into place in December 2021, um, there's been 66 motorists who have been charged with the indictable criminal offence. So under extreme speed laws, a vehicle is driven or ridden at extreme speed if the relevant speed limit is 60 kilometres per hour or less and the person drives the vehicle at a speed exceeding the relevant speed limit by 55 kilometres per hour or more, or the relevant um, speed limit is more than 60 kilometres per hour and the person drives the vehicle at a speed exceeding the relevant speed limit by 80 kilometres per hour or more. So the law means that such drivers and riders are charged with an offence and will be tried in court rather than receiving an expiation notice. And extreme speed poses extreme risk to the community. So in the Limestone Coast, Ewan, there is a minority of our community who do choose to deliberately engage in reckless and dangerous behaviour on our roads with no concern for the risk that they pose to themselves, their passengers, and also the innocent road users uh, on our roadways. The community are also happy to assist police in these investigations because, like us, they are angry at the lack of safety for everyone involved. So there is a high chance that if you are engaging in this type of driving offending, you will get caught. An extreme speed offence allows police to impound vehicles and motorcycles and, if convicted, drivers and riders can be jailed for up to three years and face a mandatory minimum two years licence disqualification for the first offence. And the licence disqualification period can be increased to five years for a subsequent offence. And also in aggravated circumstances, the maximum penalty could be increased to up to five years imprisonment with a mandatory minimum licence disqualification for five years. And our police commissioner takes this really seriously. He said that we will dedicate all appropriate resources to catching and charging people who do recklessly endanger lives on our roads in this way. And that these people need to understand that this behaviour won't be tolerated so I think, you and um, it's really important for people to consider just how much of a privilege that having their licence is. It's not your right. It is a privilege and we need to look after our licence. But please do ask community who witness people driving dangerously on our roads to call and report on 131444 at the time or in a case of an emergency, triple O. And if anyone has any information which may assist police to contact Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 000 or go online to www.crimestoppersa.com.au. Mm. Now, Jade, one of the other things that is, uh, I, I suppose, uh, creating the attention or getting the attention of the police, we've had some drink drivers over the course of the weekend up around Narracourt and Lucindale. 
Yeah, as we've discussed, Ewan, um, drink drug driving is one of our fatal five um, main causes of road trauma on our South Australian roads. And this is really disappointing, but um, there was quite a few caught, but a couple of the higher ones uh, over the weekend, there was a 46-year-old limestone coast man detected on the 28th of May in Lucendale with a blood alcohol reading of 0.220. He was reported for driving under the influence, exceeding, exceeding the prescribed concentration of alcohol and driving with no headlights on as well. So he was issued with an immediate loss of licence for 12-month period and will attend court at a later date. And the other one was a 49-year-old Narracourt woman who was also detected on the 28th of May in Narracourt with a blood alcohol reading of 0.113, an immediate loss of licence issued for six months, and she will also attend court at a later date. Now, Jade, one last thing. Reconciliation Week is taking place at the moment, and you guys have got some events on for Reconciliation Week. Yeah, we do. We're really lucky we're being included in some community events. But say, Paul, um, we do take Reconciliation Week seriously and it is celebrated from um, 27th of May to the 3rd of June and recognises two significant milestones in the reconciliation journey being the successful 1967 referendum and the High Court Native Title Marbo decision, respectively. And reconciliation is a journey for all of us as individuals, communities and as organisations and it's about strengthening respectful relationships between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and the broader Australian community through our hearts, minds and actions. So the theme this week, as we know, is Be Brave, Make Change and the brave steps that we take on in the journey help strengthen respectful relationships between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and the broader Australian community and the brave steps help bring SAPOL's values to life in our vision for safer communities. So Limestone Coast Police, we are proud to commemorate National Reconciliation Week in a number of ways and we are very fortunate to be included in many local events to celebrate this significant week. Jade, it is always good to catch up. We will talk next week. Have a great day. You too. Stay safe. Now, Limestone Coasters, cost of living pressures are skyrocketing at the moment. We see it in our supermarkets. We see it when we fill up for petrol. Everything is getting more expensive. A bloke who uh, knows all about it and uh, well, might know a way to help people in need is Jason Wallace. He joins me from AC Care. Jason, good morning. Good morning, you, and thanks for having me on the station. Hey, Jace, cost of living pressures are skyrocketing and people are struggling, not only across the Limestone Coast, but right the way across the country. Yeah, it's something we're seeing, in the pressure just increasing on people, more and more people coming to our door at AC Care in need of help and, and in crisis or on the verge of and, and trying to avoid that crisis, um, especially people struggling to pay the rent as, as other costs fuel. Mm. Um, everyone will be seeing the, the bowels go up every time they fill up um, and just uh, parents trying to fill the kids' lunchboxes uh, as the cost of groceries increases. So... We're really happy to see the new state government announce that they are doubling the cost of living concession um, for low-income earners in the, the budget. Um, that's a really great step forward and a big help, but we really need long-term solutions. Um, we need things like uh, the job seeker increased, um, lifting people out of poverty, above the poverty line, so they can afford to pay the rent, they can afford these costs and don't find themselves in crisis. Um, and on top of that, obviously, we need more social and public housing. Um, the affordable housing just isn't out there, and we're not going to build that overnight. We really need a commitment from both levels of government to increase that. And for, and, and for decades into the future. Absolutely. We, we've got behind over decades, and we really need to, to get ahead. Um, we need we need long-term investment. Um, and really, it's 
affordable housing and enough money to live on are the two things that, that people need, then they can build everything else into their life to, to build a better future for themselves. You can't do it when you don't know where you're going to sleep at night. That's right. And and Jason, we're going to see more people that are homeless. We're coming into winter. Um, we've got uh, news reports that our, our power prices are going to increase uh, dramatically. We've got rents, which are excessive at the moment because of the housing shortage. Um, for people who, who do find themselves in a position where they are struggling and they don't know where to turn, is AC Care somewhere that can can assist people in the Limestone Coast? Absolutely. We we like people to come as early as they can in a tough situation so that we can the best thing is if we can avoid someone being evicted because they can't afford the rent or, or other issues. If we can save a tenancy before someone's homeless, that's the best outcome. Um, obviously if people are already experiencing homelessness, we we're here for them as well and do what we can to, to get people some security. It's really tough with the shortage of housing available, but um, we're here to, to help people find solutions. There is a code blue called this week due to that cold weather we're all feeling. Mm. Um, if you're sleeping rough, that gets people into short-term emergency accommodation and our motels and other accommodation providers in Mount Gambia work really closely with us and we really appreciate that, that we can get people into a motel and, and off the streets or, or wherever they happen to be somewhere warm but again that's a short-term solution it's it's a great initiative the code blue support but but we need to build those long-term solutions so we're not just getting someone off the street and out of a crisis for a week when the cold really bites um that's that's not a long-term solution on its own it's it's part of the puzzle no absolutely absolutely now jason on top of all the things that we talked about this morning um you guys are uh, got a bit of an event taking place this morning for national reconciliation week i understand Yes, we are excited about today. We've launched our Stretch Reconciliation Action Plan just in the past few days. Uh, commits AC Care over three years to some, some really bold actions on supporting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples across the regions in which we work. Uh, that's increasing employment levels, in, increasing what we do to demonstrate respect for First Nations people, whole raft of things. But as part of that, we're unveiling artworks in each region and we're really excited to be unveiling Body May Saunders' awesome by country artwork on the window of the Family Relationship Centre, um, which is one of our, our key sites here in Gambia at 1 Helen Street. That's um, it for so today's podcast. To I'll be back on Tuesday for everything Limestone Coast. Um, you can catch up with me live uh, on the radio, 6 a.m. weekday mornings on the Limestone Coast, 963 That always was and always will be known declined here in the Limestone Coast. And from what I understand, an absolutely brilliant piece of artwork to check out as well. Absolutely. It's nice to bring a bit more colour to the streets, especially during the, the gloomy cold winter down here in Mount Gambia. Well and truly. Now, mate, just quickly, for people that do find themselves uh, in need of AC Care's help, especially at the moment with all the pressures that are uh, uh, on our, our, our budgets, how can, uh, how can they reach out to you? Uh, we do find for a lot of people just walking into the community centre at 22 to 24 Ferris Street <coughs> works for them. But people can call us on one three hundred AC Care. That's one three hundred triple two two seven three to be connected to their local service. And if people um, want to help us, help other people, um, jump on our website. Um, people can make donations there, and those donations really increase our capacity. Or, of course, drop um, things into the community centre. We can always use especially new blankets and and winter warmers at this time of year to to help people who are struggling through the cold. Hey, Jason, it's always good to have you on the radio, mate. Thank you for joining us this morning. Good luck today. 
Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Really appreciate it. That's it for today's podcast. I'll be back Friday morning with everything Limestone Coast. Don't forget to catch up with everything happening across the Limestone Coast. Make sure you look out for the Mount Gambier Local Guide on Listener. You can catch up with me live on the radio, 6am weekday mornings on the Limestone Coast, 963 Triple M.